Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months, now through December 2nd. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Writing Wrongs and Writing Songs podcast. Today we have Eliza May. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How about you? Doing pretty well, yeah. Bit hot, but pushing yeah, through. Very. <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming on. It's lovely to have you. No worries, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Do you want to say a bit about what kind of music you write? Talk a bit about that. Yeah, so um, I'm a singer-songwriter that specialises in the genre of like indie pop um, and I play solo and with a full band and I take a lot of inspiration from like Tori Kelly, Cream Bailey Ray, Frank Turner, just a mix of those kind of artists. Yeah, sweet. And your last EP was The Fool? Yes, it was. In 2019. I was having a listen to that this morning. It's very cool. Oh, thank you. I really like it. I was just at the title track. I thought it was, I hate when people compare female vocalists to like Paramore, but it really reminded oh me of like When It Rains vibes, like early Paramore. Yeah. Which no, I, love, I love Paramore so much. I used to listen to them when I was about 13, 14, 15. So, so that's probably where it's come from. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's such a typical thing to be like, oh, you're a girl. Okay, female singers. But I actually really felt it with that. But it's really cool. I really like the instrumentation on it as well. Thank you so much. You also have like really cool uses of like harmony. I feel like it's not oh. always typically where you think it'll go, which I love. Yeah, thank you. No, I'm obsessed with harmonies. And when I get to play gigs live, obviously I can't at the moment, but when I do, I've got a little harmonizer pedal and it just adds yeah. a little bit more to the set. It's just, it's, it's insane. I love it. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, how has it been? What have you been up to creating and lockdown and beyond? I guess we're kind of out of it now, but gigs still aren't back. So how's that been for you? What have you been up to? It's been a bit up and down, I feel like. So at the beginning, I was like ridiculously motivated because I was like, well, I've got, I've got to make music somehow. And I was in the process of um, re- rehearsing my band a lot before lockdown. Um, and then I was about to go into the studio with them to record all the music that we, we'd made because we've got like a, a second EP's worth of music. Yeah. Um, and so we've been trying to do it from like home and trying to do it remotely, which takes so much longer. But it, we've been getting there. We've got like half the EP done. It just needs like mixing and mastering, that stuff does. But then the other stuff still needs recording. So it, it's getting there, but it's it's been a very slow process. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be fair. I feel like everyone just gets so distracted as well and doing it the way you want to do it when you're just doing it in your bedroom is kind of difficult uh, yeah you, you, you can't really like... as well right oh yeah yeah um so because I couldn't really do much else other than like play music at home I was like what can I do that isn't just like live streams because everyone was doing live streams mm-hmm. um and so I thought oh let's try and put more stuff on YouTube that's visual because before lockdown I only had like four or five videos on my YouTube um and so I thought let's beef that up a bit and so I've been doing like regular covers um and I posted one yesterday I think um which was a cover of Bryce Vine's track called La La Land and yeah it seems to be doing all right (laughs) yeah I saw it it was really cool again like you put a lot of harmonies in it that were really nice thank you so no I rated it um so with your band when you 
record the EP? Is it mostly like you come to them with the songs? Like how, what, what's your like creative process with it all? Yeah, so most of the time I'll write a song at home and then I'll think, I need my band to like, you know, make it a full full band sound. Um, and so I'll take it to them and we'll rehearse it normally in like a studio. But I was kind of fortunate because we'd already done the rehearsals, they kind of knew what I wanted anyway. So when I've been sending them like the rough demo versions of all of the tracks, they've gone, right, I already know what I'm doing. I'll just record my part. Um, and there is there hasn't really been any like back and forth too much like I think my bass player bless him he's the only person that's kind of been like I can't remember what we did here but then like I'll be like oh no I think it went like this and I'll show him like a live tape that we did like from my voice notes and then we'll, we'll, we'll we get there in the end basically <laughs> working through it I guess yeah I guess it's quite nice to have the time to look back on it as well and if yeah. you haven't anything you can be like oh now like listening to it now maybe we could do it this way or yeah so there's a track that I'm currently working on like the little finishing touches of called Edge of This and I've played it a lot live over the last year um but my guitarist she's called Sophie Snelling she's absolutely incredible she went to Falmouth as well um and she was like I'm going to give you three different guitar parts like pick which one you want because she's come up with new stuff now and it sounds incredible oh that's so exciting as well to then be like the fact that she's so engaged with it that she's like oh I want to write more yeah it's, it's amazing I love I love seeing all the little ideas come back to me and I'm like oh my god this fits there and that fits there and it sounds like way better than I could have even imagined that's very cool so when you write the songs at home would you say you start with like lyrics or melody like what kind of inspires you the most it kind of depends I feel like with all of my songs they've kind of just come to me in a bit of a wave like I like to write like all the time but I think when you get that little bit of inspiration, you're like, oh my God, I have an idea. I just kind of like test it out in the moment. So uh, sometimes it can be guitar and I'll just kind of mess around with some chords. And then other times I'll get like a, a line pop up in my head and I'm like, oh, I need to do something with that. And I, it's kind of like a mixture of the two. Yeah, totally. I, I get it a lot with like lyrics. I always write them down and then come back to them later when I want to write something. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh you get like the voice notes you sing it to your phone when you're walking around and you get home you're like oh god what is that <laughs> yeah oh my god I've got so many voice notes from like years ago because I swap phones every two years and all the voice notes don't stay in one place so I'll be like listening to my music just tunes I have on my phone and then like a voice note will appear and I'm like oh my god I didn't need that <laughs> yeah you like six years ago singing oh, oh my god yeah <laughs> so late to that I mean, how did you get into writing? Like, what what started you off? I honestly have no idea. Because, so I started, like, singing when I was, like, really, really young. So, like, I started at the age of three, which sounds ridiculous. But I think I was just kind of, like, copying singers and how they sang. Um, and then I just tried to learn every instrument under the sun when I was younger. So between, like, the ages of, like, four and ten, I was just learning instruments. And then I think I started writing at about age 10, 11. Mm. Um, and I was just kind of like going for it because I was like, I have all this inspiration, all these thoughts, and I should probably put them down somewhere. But yeah, I think I just always wanted to be someone that wrote music because I was playing it so much. Mm. Yeah. Did you, do you like still have any of the songs you wrote when you were 10 or whatever? Probably somewhere. I, I used to have loads of books filled with them, but like I've, because it's so long ago, that was like maybe. 13 years ago <laughs> I think they're probably somewhere in my house <laughs> you should 
bring some light, you know, if you ever need some inspiration. Yeah, I'm running out of, out of ideas, <laughs> going back to the past. So what other instruments do you play then? What, what, what have you learned? So uh, I'm grade eight at clarinet and I can play saxophone as well. Um, and then I also play ukulele, a bit of keys and I play guitar as well as sing. Nice. So I've tried everything. <laughs> no, I totally get it. I was also like classically trained in the sense oh. that I did the violin to my grade eight. So I feel like that gives you a really nice base for doing anything with. And then you yeah. know read music, which is great. Exactly. I feel like it helps as well with harmony because it's kind of like looking at it in arpeggios. Mm. Yeah. Totally. I think like also I, I grew up playing in orchestras a lot. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah. And I feel like that really helps with thinking about how things fit together. Yeah, I totally agree. You can take it into your, your writing. Did you ever sing mm. in choirs and that sort of thing? No, I didn't go into choirs, but I was very orchestra driven with like my clarinet. Yeah. Yeah. So many rehearsals. I spent so much of my youth sat in like eight hour full day rehearsals for orchestras and stuff. It's yeah, exhausting. it's mental, isn't it? <laughs> and you look back and you're like, why was 12 year old me doing that? <laughs> Literally, I think I started probably being in orchestras around the age of like 12, 13, and then I'd go up through the bands and mm -hmm. it was, I started off on like third clarinet and then moved up to first clarinet. And the difference, like looking back was incredible. It's mental to think how much work I put into it, looking back. <laughs> Yeah, like, because also I feel like they give you really difficult stuff and just expect you to, like, muddle through it. Yeah, and just sight read through all of it. <laughs> yeah, no, people would always be like, yeah, take the music home, learn the pieces, and I'd be like, no, just going <laughs> to pretend if I don't know what I'm doing, it's fine. Yeah, it's, we'll get there in the end, it's fine, just just kind of mime it. <laughs> on first clarinet, though, there's way more pressure, like, I'm a string player, so I'm like, there's loads of us, no one will know about yeah. it, but with you it's like... There were three clarinet players and I was like the middle one. So if there was a girl on the left of me who was really, really good. Like she was a little bit better than me, I think. Yeah. And um, so she'd always get it right. And I just kind of like copy her fingers if I didn't, didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> anyway, to muddle through. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me about the new EP. Is it the similar vibe? Like, is it going somewhere new with it? I think it's kind of got like I plead vibe so my track I plead is kind of more in the alternative world of indie pop and I think all of the songs that are on the next EP have kind of got that little vibe to it there's nothing that kind of is that different in terms of like I plead I guess um but no I, I wrote a lot of it kind of based around real life experiences I've been through and about people that I know and like the experiences I've had with them but I've obviously like not named them <laughs> because that'd be so awkward <laughs> But um, yeah, in live streams especially, and like when I'm playing gigs, I'm like, do I talk about who this is about? Do I give the context? And I, I never normally do because I'm like, songs will speak for itself. <laughs> but they're all really good songs, and like they're about people that I'm still friends with now, so that's pretty good. But yeah, I think it was just it's it's a whole EP full of emotions. It's a bit of like a, a roller coaster ride. Love that. Yeah. Have you ever played a gig where one of the people who the song's about has been there? Yes, but the songs have been, like, in those cases, the songs have been okay. They've not been anything like, oh, my God, you did me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> They're more like, oh, my God, I really like you. <laughs> that, that's good. I feel like they would have two ways. Like, yeah, it could end really badly otherwise. <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's so weird because I think that when you write songs and you write them about people, in your head it's so clear who they're about. But yeah. to where they're like, that was a nice song. And I'm like, oh, that, that was about you. And they're like, what was it? <laughs> 
Yeah, oh my God. No, it's worse as well when, so my mom listens to a lot of my songs and if I write a song that isn't like over the toply happy or like, you know, really like positive, she's like, is this about me? Is this about anything that we've done in the house? Is it about anything? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's about like external influences only, I promise. Uh, you just yeah. got to write a really nice one about her and be like, here you go, finished. To be honest, all of my music is slightly inspired by my mum anyway, because her music taste is really good. Like she loves a lot of the songs that I play and like, so I play a lot of gigs in bars and restaurants. Um, and I normally go to her for the tips on what songs to go for because she's her music taste is just incredible. She'll be like, "Oh yeah, Bill Withers, Lovely Day," or like Kareem Bailey Ray, "Put Your Records On." She's oh, such she's got it all going on. I love that song. But yeah, her because she's got such positive like music influences. I think I've taken influences from her music taste yeah. and tried to throw them into my trap. That's so nice. I feel like what your parents listen to really has an impact on. But I thought about it recently and every long car drive I went on in my youth was like was like Coldplay and Keen and bands like that. But I feel like yeah. I kind of take that into my writing now or like the sensibilities from it. Yeah. Um, no, I used to listen to a lot of Jamiroquai and I, f I feel like I Plead, the beginning section of I Plead had a bit of their influences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's nice. So with the new EP as well, do you have like plans to... Like have a release party or music videos do you have any like more creative things in them yeah like so with the fall I didn't do any music videos because I kind of just wanted to get the music out because it was kind of my first proper EP um I just didn't think of the visuals at all I was like it's all about the music it will sell itself it will, if people like it they like it if not it's okay um but for this one I feel like because I've been doing a lot of like covers on YouTube and experimenting with the editing of, of those videos I feel like I want to do more like visual stuff um, and I'd, I'd, if Corona lets me maybe next year if it's gone away by then um, I'll have like an EP launch again because I had one last year for the fall and it was the coolest gig ever and I was playing to like a packed room and it was it was just the dream I had such a great time yeah especially when it's people that are all there to see you as well yeah I feel like that's such a nice experience especially if you're used Absolutely. to like supporting people yeah, definitely. I feel like in Birmingham, you get a lot of support gigs and you, you rarely get to do like a headline gig unless you have a full band. So I'd spent all this time after uni finding the members of, of my band um, so I could do a full band gig correctly and like have like everybody enjoy it and it'd be a lovely atmosphere to support the EP. I feel like that takes a long time as well to find the right people. Definitely. Bring it together in the right way because even if one person isn't quite on board with the kind of what you want for it, there's still a bit of like, it doesn't quite come out right. Yeah, no, I agree. Worth taking the time. I've been through three drummers since being back in Birmingham from uni. Um, and it, I, it, at uni, I think I took it for granted because all of the people around me were musicians or they were like musically inclined in some way. Um, and at, Falmouth I had my best friend who was a drummer and I lived with him so it was really easy finding a drummer then but come back to the city and I'm like oh my god drummers where are you? <laughs> it's so true though I think you do take for granted because I've like I went to music so I went to ACM and then I went to uni and studied music like you take for granted having all these people that are so like buzzing to play. Yeah no it's, it's so weird having to like scout them out because I remember using Facebook like trying to like use all the Facebook groups like are there any bass players are there any drummers because 
I was just struggling to find them. And then in the end, I found my bass player through Facebook. And then I found my current drummer by chance at a gig I went to. But the two drummers before that I found through a Facebook group. So just very hit and miss. And I think as well, you, everyone's got their own ideas of where they want to go. So a lot of drummers are session drummers and they won't want to stick with your band. So it's it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like when you're at uni as well, you have so much free time. And then yeah. someone's like, oh, I have a job that I need to do, like fitting everyone in at the same time to rehearse. And often because there's not a lot of money in it or anything. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're just paying for not. rehearsals. And <laughs> No, it sounds like you've got it sorted though, you've got it all together. I'm getting there. I feel like there's always something more I could be doing, but I'm getting there slowly. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to kind of give yourself a break, especially at the moment with everything else going on. But like, yeah, there's a lot of pressure, like you said, to like be super motivated at the start of lockdown. Like I've never had this yeah. time before and now it's kind of like, oh, well, what now? Because it's half halfway back, but not really. It's like, yeah, and it's it's summer as well. So like I normally put a lot of time aside at summer to relax and kind of just like go to festivals and like enjoy music instead of making music. And it's it's weird not having festivals to go to, I oh, feel like. <laughs> Breaks my heart. Same. Yeah, and I guess not being able to even go and see any live music talks. I feel like that's really inspiring when you want to like take some creative time out, but it still be kind of productive. It's like yeah. oh, let's all listen to loads of new bands, hear loads of new music. And you can't really do that. I know. It's, unless you tune into a live stream, and even then, it's it's quite limited because I don't know. I feel like there's just not the same connection, and it's just kind of comments all the time. And I don't know. I feel like they're a bit daunting sometimes in terms yeah, of being an artist doing it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's weird performing to a phone. Yeah. It's like... It's like there's no face-to-face. Face. <laughs> and the comments are always delayed, so it's like you finish a song and then all the comments about the song come in and you'll be like, oh, okay, so you did like it good. I just thought... Yeah. It was to no, no one, but no, it's good. Um, shall we go on to the, the Agony Aunt section? Oh, go for it. <laughs> I feel like this is always a little bit of a rogue one. I have got some some interesting questions. Um, okay. They're not too they're not too wild this week. I feel like last oh week God. last times were quite quite intense. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't want to like scare you off, so I <laughs> not too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the first one is, um, how can I meet new people? like for friends wise in like a post corona world oh that's a good question um i think the internet is your friend in terms of like finding people because i don't know i feel like there's so many people on the in internet that have the same passions and the same interests so it's really easy to find like a facebook group or like a group of people on instagram maybe that are into the same things so by just searching for hashtags and stuff like that um and then I guess when Corona allows us to meet more people that aren't just people we know, um, I think maybe try and go to a lot of like open mics and like events that you're interested in, I guess. That's how I've done it because I didn't have a lot of friends in Birmingham when I came back from uni. I just had um, my photographer friend, Holly, who she's, she's basically the same as me. She lives up the road from me and that was really lucky that we met at uni and just yeah. happened to live in the same place. But no, I think you just kind of got to be yourself, get yourself out there as much as possible at events and just be nice to people. That, that's always a good lesson to be honest, be nice to people. <laughs> Can't yeah. go exactly. <laughs> no, totally. I love that also you met people through your band through Facebook. It kind of like shows that 
you can meet people that way and then it be okay in real world as well yeah because like, I feel like I don't know maybe about five years ago maybe 10 at a push like there was a lot of people going yeah I'm gonna meet on the internet and it was going terribly wrong whereas I feel like now everyone everyone knows what a catfish is everyone kind of knows what to look out for <laughs> very true yeah you kind of like oh you've got more than 10 friends on Facebook that's good good sign yeah <laughs> Um, so the second question I have is, is it okay to date someone who's multiple years younger than me? Oh, okay. When you say multiple years, how many years is multiple? <laughs> I'd say like three, I think is. Mm, see, personally, I try not to date anyone younger than me unless they're like a maximum of a year younger because... I don't know, I think there's a maturity aspect because anyone that's older than you is probably more mature than you and then anyone your age is going to be the same level of mature hopefully yeah. <laughs> and then I think anybody younger may not have gotten to that maturity level so probably not but it's, it's personal preference I think at the end of the day it depends on how old you are as well because like if you're in your 40s <laughs> I guess that age gap is, a, is bad but <laughs> well yeah when you're like 20 23 or whatever yeah, if you're yeah. like 20, then they're like 17. That's kind of, it's a big like where you are in your life gap as well. Yeah, because people like who's, who are 23, 24, 25 are getting close to the age where they've got to like actually do something with their lives and like settle down and like have a permanent career and, mm -hmm. you know, have things together. Whereas like when you're young, you've got so much time to experiment and like be free with what you want to do. Yeah, I think it also depends on the person completely though. Like sometimes yeah. people will be young, but more mature and some people will be old but less mature I, I totally agree I've seen it <laughs> yeah for sure especially I think with boys I think there's a, a bit of a maturity gap sometimes but yeah I agree <laughs> glad you agree with that <laughs> okay and the final one I have is um do you think it's worth giving second chances like say you go on a date with someone doesn't go that well is it worth like going on another one giving it a second chance or is it worth just being like it's not for me i think sometimes if, if the person is like a lovely person but the first day was maybe just a bit awkward and it wasn't you know totally there maybe give them a second chance because it could have just been nerves that threw them off or vice versa it could have been nerves that threw you off mm. um but if you just really didn't like their vibe i think your gut can tell if it's gonna go like well or not and if you want that second date it's like I've been on dates with people where I've been like no this is this is definitely just a friend thing <laughs> we shall be friends um but then like when I met my boyfriend I ended up going on the first date and I was like I really like your character I really like your vibe so it, it just depends on on the person and what you get saying <laughs> yeah I definitely think yeah listen to your gut it's weird though I think nowadays with so many people meeting from dating apps as well like yeah. it's so hard to get a sense of a person before you meet them and then yeah the because someone time... could act totally different online to how they are in person that's the problem and then when you turn up you're like okay right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I I think yeah I think you're totally right but also I do think that I think we and my friends have a three date rule. So if you aren't convinced that you like them, give it three dates and then see yeah. that. I think that's a good rule to have though, because then it gives someone enough chances to show who they really are. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you can still be nervous on a second date and still kind of mess up with it. But the third date, you've got no excuses. 
sort it out. You should be ready. Bring your A game. Exactly. You've seen me twice now. <laughs> yeah. Also, you don't have the really awkward thing, especially again, if it's like dating app dates where you first get there and you're like, is this the right person? Like, don't want to yeah. say hi if it's not, but. Oh, God, that's so awkward. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, I'm very settled. No worries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know each other. I know your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I wake up in the morning, it still looks the same. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah perfect thanks great great answers i think okay <laughs> i feel like sometimes people go really rogue on their answers and then they're like I don't know whether i should have said that but okay <laughs> no, i feel like those weren't two out there questions like they were okay they were safe <laughs> safe questions <laughs> yeah. didn't throw you in the deep end thank god <laughs> um thanks so much for coming and chatting it's been really pleasure. I had so much fun. I don't get to chat to people that often because of <laughs> Corona. So. Yeah, c connections, networking. Yeah, we're doing well. We're doing great. <laughs> um, do you have anything you'd like to say? Any last words? Anything you want to promote? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do the classic promo of all my socials and stuff. So if you want to check out any of my music, then you can find me on Spotify at Eliza May. Um, the little icon will be me probably sat like in the air floating with a blue background. That's kind of what the EP looks like. Um, or if you just look for blue and purple hair, you'll probably find me. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> thank you so much. I, I, I was okay like until halfway through lockdown. I was like, I need to get it redone because it was just blue and now it's back to being blue and purple. <laughs> um, so yeah, my Facebook is at Eliza May Official. That's my Instagram as well and my YouTube. And then if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Eliza May Music. They won't let me have Eliza May Official. It's too long, apparently. <laughs> um, and then my SoundCloud is at Eliza underscore May. Perfect. Well, everyone, I recommend you check it all out. Um, I enjoyed, enjoyed my listening. So yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Angie, thank you so much for having me. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.